Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Sunday morning Bible class. We're podcasting a Bible class for every Sunday morning. It's posted at 930, which is the exact time that we meet together at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha for our Sunday morning Bible classes. Now, if you're in the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and be with us in person. Check us out. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Study God's Word with us and grow spiritually with us. Many people have done that over the past, and we are thankful for that, and many have stayed with us, continued to study and grow spiritually and live the life of Christianity. We want to encourage you along those lines. But we know that there are many people who are even in the Omaha area, but also across the country and around the world who really want to get into God's Word. They really want to study. They want to learn what the Bible really teaches, but they're not able to be with us in person. And so we're thankful to be able to broadcast God's Word through the means of the Internet and through these podcasts. We're thankful that you're there and that you want to study, that you want to grow spiritually. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And we are thankful to be able to help people grow in their faith by teaching God's Word on such a consistent basis and on such a widespread basis. Now, we encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody turn their life around spiritually. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, and it will also be a great blessing for you. Now, we encourage you to encourage everybody you know to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. We keep emphasizing we're not after people's wallets. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And when they sign up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smart device our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, a daily Monday through Friday radio program, Search the Scriptures, and a short only about a 13-minute Bible study, so we can fit it into our busy schedules every single day, seven days a week, called Today's Bible Class. All of that will automatically go to their smart device, and it will always be free. Now, if you are in the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and meet us, study with us in person, grow spiritually with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, 3606 North 108th Street. And our Bible classes begin on Sunday morning at 930, followed by worship at 1030. Sunday evenings at six o'clock, we come back together for another period of evening worship. And then on Wednesday evenings, right in the middle of the week, good time to stop and get our spiritual batteries recharged. We have midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 6.30. Again, you're welcome to any and all of these services. We're going to get back into our study from the book of Deuteronomy, and we have been working our way through these first five books of the Old Testament called the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy finds 
us stationed with the nation of Israel on the eastern bank of the Jordan River, getting ready to cross that river into the promised land and begin the battles through which God would give them victory over the people who lived in that land who were idol worshipers, did not believe in God, did not follow God. And so God is going to drive out or give victory to the Israelite army as they face those different peoples in battle, and those who are not destroyed in battle, they're they're to be driven out of the land. God wants this to be a pure land for his people, the Israelites. He wants them to be a pure people. And we have read where he has said, you don't intermingle with these folks who live in that land. Don't let them stay in the land. Don't start giving your sons and daughters to them in marriage, and don't start uh, developing relationships with them. You either destroy them in battle or drive them out of the land. God wanted the Israelites to be a pure people following him as the only true God, which he is. We're in chapter 7. Moses is reminding the Israelites before they cross that Jordan River into the promised land, before they begin to take possession of that land that God had promised to them through their forefathers going all the way back to Abraham, he wants to remind them of where they've come from. And so he's going back over this period of history with them. In chapter 7, he says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and cast out many nations before you, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. That's an interesting perspective, isn't it? Now, not only does Moses say you're going to go up against a na- or, or, or up against a bunch of nations, seven nations, and put them all together, they're going to be more numerous and mightier than you are, but I think we're to understand he's saying that every one of those nations who now live in the promised land, the land that God has promised to you to give you, and, he, and you're right ready to right now ready to cross the river and to start take possession, taking possession of that land. I think Moses is saying every one of those nations is greater and mightier than you. But God's going to give you the victory. In verse 2, he goes on and says, when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, and so the statement is with certainty. It's, it's not where Moses is saying, if God delivers them over to you, he says, when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor take their daughter for your son. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. Well, Moses is giving them a dire warning. God's going to give you this land. You're going to have to fight the battles, but God's going to give you the victory. But do not develop any relationships with these people. Don't let them stay there. What does Moses say? You shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. I believe another previous text that we read says that you you either destroy them or drive them out, but don't let them stay in the land. Now, fast forward a little bit. 
they would be obedient to God's instruction here through Moses. Almost completely. Did you get that word almost in there? They would apparently get to the point where they had basically conquered the land. They had destroyed or driven out most of the peoples of that land, of those seven nations. But they ultimately, and and maybe it was the idea that they finally got tired of fighting, and they allowed some to stay there. And exactly as Moses had warned would happen if they did so, That is exactly what happened. What does he say? They will turn your sons and daughters away from me, following away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. Exactly as Moses warned could happen if they did not obey God's word here and utterly either destroy or drive out those seven nations from the land God was giving them. Exactly what what Moses warned could happen did happen. They did not quite drive out or destroy all of those peoples. They allowed some to stay in the land. They developed relationships with them, and they led them, or at least strongly influenced them to turn away from total dedication to God and begin worshiping their idols. Israel would spend hundreds of years from this point forward struggling with idolatry, the worship of idols. At times, it would come to be that they were it would seem, more dedicated to worshiping idols than worshiping God. And God would continually bring judgment upon them by allowing their enemies around them to conquer them and put them in subjection. And ultimately, he would allow the Assyrians to take ten tribes into captivity remove them from their part of the land of Israel, and then the, Babel, uh, then the uh, uh, Babylonians to conquer the remaining two tribes and take them into captivity, removing them from their land of Israel. If they had only continued to obey God's word fully, God's instructions, they would not have had to have experienced those hundreds of years of such difficulty and punishment from God. But, you know, the principle is the same for us today. God wants to bless us. God wants to take care of us. He wants to protect us. But we have to follow him in faithfulness consistently, not now and then, not here and there, not when it suits us, but consistently, all the time. Always pick up with verse 5. But thus you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their sacred pillars and cut down their wooden images and burn their carved images with fire. So Moses 
and of course this is God's word speaking through Moses, they were to utterly remove all of the trappings, all of the existence of idol worship from the land as they conquered it, so that none of that, they were not to allow any of the images, the statues to remain erect, because they could become tempted. The devil could use those images to tempt them to start worshiping those idols. So God said, no, you destroy them, you cut them down, you burn them, for you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. God was going to use Israel to bring the Savior into the world, and so through their bloodline to bring the ultimate saving message of the gospel of Christ to humanity. And so he says, you don't allow any of that idol worship to remain. You are to be a holy people. You are to be God's special people. And God is going to use you to spread the message of salvation through the gospel of Christ all over the world. That was God's purpose. That was God's intention. But the Israelites would struggle mightily in fulfilling God's purpose and mission for them. In verse 7, we, pick, we go on. The Lord did not send his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people, for you were the least of all peoples. Well, what does he mean? Well, go back to the family of Jacob, 12 sons and their households. You're talking about just a, oh, maybe less than 200 people. But God blessed them to multiply and grew them into a mighty nation of one to three million by the time he led them out of Egypt through Moses. But because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, going back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Now, there's the condition of God's continued blessings upon the Israelites, but upon all of us. If we continue to keep his commandments, if we stay faithful to him, not just in word, but in obedience, Therefore, you shall keep the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments, which I command you today and observe, uh, to observe them. Then it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. God will be with us as long as we walk with God faithfully and obediently. There's the message for all of us, even today. And that was the basic message the Israelites needed to learn way back then. 
and he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you. And so God's blessings are numerous and they're widespread that he offers us if we'll walk with him in faithful obedience consistently. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt, which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. In other words, God would continue to defeat your enemies before you. Also, you shall destroy all the peoples whom the Lord your God delivers over to you. Your eye shall have no pity on them, nor shall you serve their gods, for that will be a snare to you. If you should say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. Oh, what a mighty lesson that was for the Israelites. And for us today, the great trials which your eyes saw, the signs and the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out, so shall the Lord your God do to all the people of whom you are afraid. And God is saying here through Moses, you don't need to be afraid of any of those people in the land, the promised land, which you're about to enter. You don't need to be afraid in the battles God's going to already said he's going to give you the victory. He's going to dispossess them of their land and give it to you. God will be with you always. You know, I remember way back, there used to be a, a time when wearing buttons with messages on them was really popular. <laughs> That's been a long time ago, but it was really popular back then. I guess maybe one of those fads that we keep seeing in our culture coming and going in different forms. I remember one such button said, God plus one makes the majority. And that's true. Because you see, God is all powerful. And as long as I'm walking with God, (laughs) what can man do to me? I'm in the majority. I'm with the creator. I'm with the almighty heavenly father. And so that's what Moses is trying to get across. And of course, this is God's word speaking through Moses to the people of Israel. Don't be afraid of those people. I'm with you. I've got your back. In fact, I've got your front too. So you shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. The great trials which your eyes saw, the signs and the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out, so shall the Lord your God do to all the people of whom you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet among them until those who are left who hide themselves from you are destroyed. You shall not be terrified of them. For the Lord your God, the great and awesome God, is among you. And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. Little by little, you will be unable to destroy them at once, lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. 
but the Lord your God will deliver them over to you and will inflict defeat upon them until they are destroyed. And he will deliver their kings into your hand, and you will destroy their name from under heaven. No one shall be able to stand against you until you have destroyed them. You shall burn the carved images of their gods with fire. You shall not covet the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it for yourselves, lest you be snared by it. For it is an abomination to the Lord your God. Nor shall you bring an abomination into your house, lest you be doomed to destruction like it. In other words, don't take any of those idols in your house. They may be covered with gold and silver, but don't have anything to do with them because that can become a snare to you as to your faithfulness and dedication to God. You, you shall utterly detest it and utterly abhor it, for it is an accursed thing. Strong words, but they are an instruction and a warning to the people of Israel whom God was working, fashioning, molding to be his special people in those days. Now, let me say this too, by way of uh, kind of a, <clears throat> an addition. National Israel was never meant to be God's final chosen people. They were to be the springboard for Christianity that Jesus would bring into the world. They were to be the people who should have been looking forward to the Savior coming and then becoming his faithful, dedicated, obedient followers and teaching his gospel message of redemption and salvation to all humanity all over the world. Unfortunately, most of the Jews rejected the Savior when he came. The church is God's ultimate, ultimate refined identity of spiritual Israel. The Israelite nation became a nation much like all of the other nations around them. God wanted them to be a spiritual people primarily. And the church to be the ultimate, the ultimate identity and development of spiritual Israel. We need to stay true to our identity and we need to be so thankful that God has fashioned us to be his special people today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, thank you, thank you for blessing us so much in so many ways and especially spiritually. Help us to cherish the opportunity for us to be your special people, your family, Christians, spiritual Israel in its ultimate fulfillment. 
on this earth. Guide us in this and guide us and help us to be the example to people all around us and to help people through our influence and example to come to you through Jesus Christ to become part of your special people. We pray, Father. Please forgive us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.